Hey everyone, it's Ryan here, host of the Pursuit of Happiness podcast, where I get to have conversations with some amazing people from all over the world who have stories to share, experiences we can learn from, and knowledge in areas we can use and apply to our lives to make us better and happier people. Each episode has a different topic, but all geared towards helping us along our own pursuit of happiness and helping us understand this journey we call life just a little better. We'll touch on everything from mental health to nutrition, diet, fitness, travel and adventure, relationships, and much, much more. Along this journey, I'll also experiment and apply some of the advice and information from my conversations to see how it affects me along my own pursuit of happiness and then report back to you all. Now, don't forget, if you enjoy this episode or any other episode, take a moment to subscribe, leave me a rating and a review. It's greatly appreciated and while also helping get these great conversations to even more listeners. This episode will be a little unique from all of my past episodes as I sat down with my girlfriend, Kristen, and we did an entire recap of our trip to Lake Tahoe. And yes, we were inspired by Adam and Catherine of Adventures A Plus K, who I just had on a few episodes ago. They do an amazing job with their travels and documenting it. We're not quite on their level yet, but uh, as I mentioned in here, Adam and Catherine, we are coming for you. <laughs> but no, not really. We um, honestly thought it would be really fun to sit down, recap our journey for a few reasons. Um, one, for anyone looking to go to Lake Tahoe, we give an overview of the positives, the negatives, and we really go into detail about the things that we really love doing and perhaps some things you can just skip or stay away from. And at the same time, also, this is an episode where you get to know me a little better. You get to meet my girlfriend, Kristen, and get to know her a little better. And you get to see and hear how much fun we had on this trip. We did so much. Every day was crammed from hiking to kayaking to exploring tunnels and casinos. We did it all in Lake Tahoe. And this is something, honestly, I think we're going to continue to do as we take more adventurous trips is come back, record it, and tell you all how it went. And hopefully we can inspire you to get out there and go travel. And if you go to these areas, these will be a great guide to help you along your adventures. So if you're not looking to go to Lake Tahoe anytime soon, maybe this will inspire you. And just to give you a little insight, we both really, really enjoyed our time there. And we both really hope you enjoy this episode as you get to know both of us just a little better. So here is our recap of Lake Tahoe. Kristen, how you doing? Hi, good. How are you? (laughs) Brought my wine. Oh, I like it. I have uh, my blueberry green tea. I should have brought wine. Blueberry green tea. Is that what it is, right? It's the stuff that I like, the blueberry green tea. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Arizona blueberry green tea. So for anybody listening to this, go get it. It's amazing. I can't stop drinking it. I drink the Yogi blueberry tea. It's really good. It's green tea, but it's Yogi. It's hot tea. Thanks for coming back on my podcast. No problem. I know... I've wanted to do this for the last few weeks to talk about our trip to Lake Tahoe. 
to give all you traveler enthusiasts out there a really good recap of things we loved, uh, things we I guess didn't love, um, maybe some things you can pass on and some can't miss things to do. And, uh, you know, Adam and Catherine, we're coming for you. Adventures of A plus K. <laughs> we're going to take your Not job. Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're coming for you. <laughs> no. But um, maybe, maybe visiting, not a. We're going to Boise with them. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so, Kristen, overall, we'll do a quick little overall um, rating of Lake Tahoe, and then we'll go into a little more detail. Overall, Lake Tahoe, did you have a really good experience? Uh, what did it live up to your expectations? Um, I had a fabulous time. I thought we planned it out really well. Um, there's a lot to see around that lake. I think the difference between going in the wintertime versus the summertime is like the wintertime, you're more focused on like your, the mountain, the snow sport. And in the summer, there's just, there's hiking trails, there's water sports, there's kind of just everything that you can do, uh, more accessibility. So um, I think we saw every part of the lake. We went to Truckee, um, so I think we kind of like mapped out everywhere that we could potentially see in Lake Tahoe and stayed, stay with, not like within a budget, but, you know, we, we knew enough, we did our research beforehand to know mm -hmm. what to stay away from, what to see. Yeah. And even, and that's why we're here to help is to dive even more into those details of a little more research. We also went uh, from June 5th to June 12th. So you know, someone could be listening in, in December, like you just said, going in the winter times, a hell of a lot different than going in the summertime, even going in June. Like I personally thought hmm, California in June, it's going to be going to be warm. We had some uh, pretty chilly nights, some pretty chilly activities outdoors. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of my friends were like, you were wearing a jacket the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. a lie. Yeah. Very breezy too. Yeah. Right. Yeah, very windy. I had, you know, obviously we did our first hike that we did. So if we start with, um, you know, day one, so we arrived on Saturday and then went into Saturday, went into Sunday, we got out there and did a hike on the Rubicon Trail at, and started at Emerald Bay. And the weather, we, we basically looked at the weather all week and said, okay, what are we going to do? what days and we, we we had a set schedule and rearranged when we saw the weather was going to be cooler or windier and so Sunday luckily it looked like it was going to be you know high 60s and we hiked the Rubicon Trail and started early because in the summertime you do not get to those parking lots early they fill up and as we saw when we got back to the parking lot around like what time we get back around noon one yeah, I think even maybe a little later because it was a decent hike. Yeah, people um, were circling the parking lot. So we, we took advice because we asked around and we got to the parking lot early, paid the $10 at the parking lot and did the, oh, it's supposed to be a 10 mile out and back. But I think what added mileage to our route, Ryan, was we went to the castle, Viking Castle, which added about two miles to our trip, uh, to our actual hike. Um, but the weather was beautiful. Um, there's people along the whole, the whole route of that trail. It's on all trails. Um, but I thought that was a great way to kind of start the trip because we got to see the lake, all the, the beautiful colors and the trees and, and the trail. Um, so 
So that was kind of our first, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Expedition. Expedition Adventure. and experience. Yeah. In Tahoe. And it was, you know, it only got better from there. And so just to clarify, this was at Emerald Bay. So when you look up Lake Tahoe, if you're thinking of going there, Emerald Bay is one of the top things you're going to see just by Googling it. So Emerald Bay is near the south of Lake Tahoe. We stayed south in South Tahoe, literally right on the border of California and Nevada. Um, first and foremost, do you, would you recommend staying there again? Would you stay in South Tahoe again? Or would you stay somewhere else? I think the reason... Why we stayed, we picked South Tahoe was the accessibility to restaurants and coffee shops to where we could walk outside our door and have coffee available because mm. we are obsessed with coffee. And so, casinos, casinos too. <laughs> maybe not the casinos so much, but the <laughs> coffee. Um, but from a lot of the different blogs that I was reading, staying in the north or the west side, you get more of that Airbnb cabin like feel if you're not into the gambling or city scene, but I don't really think that affected us much because we had a car, we drove out and saw whatever we wanted to see. And just being able to, because we got back so late every night, being able to have the grocery store next door to us was, mm-hmm. was just helpful. So I liked South Lake. It was, it was noisier than normal because you have people walking the streets. I think we got to, to the South Lake right before the crowds started to arrive. Yeah, think, it was just after Memorial Day. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And all of the big events started happening the week we left. Yeah. So like keep that in mind. Wasn't open. Yeah. Keep that in mind is, uh, you know, you want to plan your trip to Tahoe. It is a very famous destination place. So you want to make sure you go in the right weekends. We went the right weekend, but with, like you just said, well, I should say week is, um, the gondola wasn't open, which was kind of a bummer. You know, it was one of those give and take situations. We went the right time, but it would have been really nice to ride the gondola up to go see the views from the top, but it just wasn't open for refurbishment for summer months and then obviously winter. Um, But uh, yeah, so South Lake Tahoe, I believe overall was a really good choice. There's a, yeah, pretty big nightlife there. If if you want it, it's there for you. If not, just go into your hotel room, but it was Mm -hmm. nice to wake up. Um, Coffee shops right there, Starbucks right there, local coffee places, um, some restaurants, uh, great breakfast, um, you know, all the t-shirt places you can imagine. (laughs) We kept going into those. We finally snagged a few in the last day, going to make up our mind. But um, just to go back to the Rubicon Trail and going to Emerald Bay. Great point. Best advice we can give you for that one is to get there at eight o'clock or earlier because the parking lots will fill up. Otherwise, once they're full, you got to go find something else to do um, because that is pretty much your only way to get into the Rubicon Trail and the uh, Vikings Home Castle. Um, Just be wary that when you do start this trail, it is great to walk down the little switchbacks. <laughs> it is brutal to walk back up the switchbacks. So if you're not, yeah, if you're not somebody who's super mobile, you're going to be huffing a little bit at the end. It's uh, it's a little tough, but uh, definitely worth you it. Take your time. Yeah. It's, you know, beautiful in light of keeping Tahoe blue and protecting the wildlife. If you do bring snacks along with you on the trail, make sure um, you either take, whatever trash you accumulate with you in plastic bags, or you will pass a campsite along your way that actually has bear safe trash cans. Mm. 
Um, there's a like camp advisor at the campsite that if you have any questions about like where to throw out your trash there, um, you can ask them and they'll, they'll point you in the right direction. So um, take snacks with you, sit, have a picnic on the rocks. It's beautiful. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. We got some really great photos. Ryan, I think you posted a few of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, um, it was besides what I just said about like the decline and incline, the rest of it is very doable for anybody who's pretty people, mobile. People were hiking in like flip flops. Yeah. Not Remember that we would recommend we, that. We don't yeah. recommend that at all, but yeah, it's not, it's not a I brutal was, trail. Yeah. I was kind of shocked. So we hiked from Emerald Bay entrance parking lot to DL Bliss State Park, which is a approximately 10 mile out and back. And advice number two, that lighthouse, skip it. (laughs) I mean, skip it. It was like an outhouse. I literally thought it was an outhouse and it was like, oh my God, this is the lighthouse. Yeah, but it's, what is it? The highest, highest lighthouse in America. Well, I'm telling you right now, it looks like a, looks like an outhouse. So if you want to just say you did it, just to say you did it, go for it. It's an um, extra like 20 yards off the trail. Yeah, just uh, it was slightly underwhelming. It was. You're not lying. So near that lighthouse, though, I will say we stumbled upon, is it Callaway Cove Beach? Mm-hmm. Um, that was beautiful. That was very quiet, serene. There was some people down there, but that was a really, really nice place to kind of stop the hike, eat some food, relax. You can walk in the water. The water is crystal clear. There was some people, I believe paddle boarding and or kayaking in the area, but uh, that is what I would recommend to go see. Not necessarily the lighthouse, but to go see the Callaway Cove. That was awesome. And that was pretty much our turning point, right? We went back afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. We dipped our feet in the water, kind of took a little breather and then hiked back. So the Rubicon Trail, honestly, um, unless you're beyond super active, I would say that's a good day. That's a, that's a good activity to plan for just a day. Um, it, we went, I think it was about 12 miles total. Yeah. In about six hours or so, I want to say. Yeah, but that's with breaks. We took our time, took pictures, met some people along the way. There are bears. So you are in bear country in Tahoe. So again, you will uh, be just aware, you know, look up bear safety rules, what you can do if a bear approaches you, but someone, if they're hiking, will tell you if there was a bear on the trail and, um, you know, there was, that happened to us. Or lie about and, it. We still don't know. Or, yeah. Someone must have lied about it. So we uh, hiked in, in a group of four of these two uh, girls decided they said hey do you mind if we hike with you we said yeah no problem so it was just fun to have the company mm-hmm. um and that's what hiking's about so it was a wonderful trail really enjoyed that one so we actually skipped the biggest thrill of that entire day which is driving to emerald bay over that damn cliff yes <laughs> There was a drop-off on both sides that uh, I don't do heights well, as I mentioned many times on this podcast. Kristen, you're better than I am, but even you were slightly nervous driving over this piece of road. Yeah. Um, there was a pretty big cliff on actually both sides of the road. So uh, if you're like me, 
uh, it's better to, to be mentally prepared for that and or skip it and go the other way around the lake, even though it'll be an extra 20 to 30 minutes longer. Could be worth it. It's on the western side of Lake Tahoe. So if you go out of Heavenly Village and you head down Route 50 and take the right on Route 89, it's the Emerald Bay Road. Um, it takes you all around the lake so you can see all the views, but there is the scary ridge that is right at Inspiration Point. So it inspired I, my me to go who, faster. Yeah, <laughs> me. You inspired me to go faster because I was driving. <laughs> Three times we did that damn road. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I told my friends about it because I said, hey, if you want a very scenic route, just be aware it is kind of scary. So, mm. but it's beautiful. Beautiful, mm. beautiful. We, before we got to the hotel, we got lunch because we were starving and we went to Artemis yes. Cafe. Mm-hmm. Artemis Cafe, run on the water. So that Artemis Cafe is one of those places, like I said, when you Google like Lake Tahoe or Lake Tahoe food or restaurants, that will come up top three, four every single time. The reviews are really good. Overall, I thought it was good. We we actually got like the platter um, with like the hummus and- An appetizer platter. Yeah, mm-hmm. appetizer platter, which was delicious. Um, I don't think it's, uh, it's not super budget friendly, um, you're going to spend a little bit amount of money there from what I remember. No uh, place in Tahoe is really budget friendly. Yeah. So that's really good to know is um, you're going to be spending some money on food. No matter where you go, you just, you got to be prepared to spend some money on food. Um, the Artemis Cafe, would I recommend that? Yeah, I think so. But like I said, you're going to pay a little more than most of your Greek or Lebanese places where you'd get mm-hmm. that food typically. Um, but it was it was pretty delicious from what we had. I'd love to yeah. go and back. And it was a and big try. portion after hiking that whole twelve miles, and then sitting. We had a beer each, and this with the the appetizer platter. We were fine until dinner. Yeah. All right. So we stayed in and ate that night, and um, Kristen and I were fortunate enough to find a place that actually had you know a little small kitchen, which allowed mm-hmm. us to save some money. Uh, Kristen's just uh, an amazing cook. We'll have to do another episode on food and cooking. She'll be the queen of that. But uh, I'm I'm fortunate enough to uh, be dating somebody who's got some skills in the kitchen. So that actually did save us uh, quite a bit of money. And the quality for me was just as good. So our Airbnb was right next to our Raley's, which was a a grocery store. Yeah. So very fortunate. And Huge shout out to Ted and Lynn who hosted the Airbnb we stayed at that was inside the Marriott. So So that's tip number three, I'll say is uh, if you can find that Marriott and Airbnb, it's, I don't, I still don't understand to this day exactly how that (laughs) exactly works, but it is in the Marriott right near where the gondola is. Heavenly. And uh, yeah, it's a, but air, it was like an Airbnb though. And it was actually cheaper than staying through the Marriott prices, Mm -hmm. which I know Airbnb doesn't always work like that with fees and stuff. Plus it was a free valet. So that saved $20 a day. I thought it was 30. $30 a day. So 30 times what were we there for a week? That's $210 Mm -hmm. alone just by the valet. So be cautious of that things people because also, like if you're staying in Tahoe, you really want to look if, if it's Nevada or California because taxes yeah. are different. Um, you know, we also went during the time of COVID when we would cross Nevada, you didn't have to wear a mask. As soon as you cross the border, you're putting a mask on your face. So 
Uh, I'm sure COVID at some point will be gone, but uh, just something to be aware of. And then, so then we move on to Monday. And uh, so what was the plan for Monday? Monday, we went out to Truckee. Truckee was really cool. I really enjoyed that. That was one of the highlights of my trip. Kristen, I don't know. I think you enjoyed it, but I know it was a little spooky for you. So let's talk about that. <laughs> I thought the town of Truckee was just super cute. Um, the railroad, railroad tracks, the little shops that they had that we walked in and out of, the bakery that we stopped in and oh, delicious. got those two little treats. Really, really good. Wish we could have spent more time there, um, but we would have had to cross the scary road to go back out to Truckee, so we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> nope. um, it was too cold to float the Truckee, which I wish we could have done, but I think we made the most of it, and we headed towards the summit tunnels, which were really, really cool. I thought they were really interesting. They It was spooky because no one was really out there, and what I felt comfort in was being able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, you can see where each tunnel ended, but then we got to one section of it where it didn't, you couldn't see the end of the tunnel. You wanted to keep exploring. And I was just like, yeah, it it like hit me again that we were like in bear country and I didn't want to keep going. So I just, yeah. So just to kind of rewind real quick, what the, so the trucky tunnels, what were they called? The summit tunnels. So they're known as either. Um, if you're an adventurer, you like to explore, you like to go for like a cool little hikes and stuff, highly recommend. You'll never see a place like this probably ever again, unless it's like underground somewhere, some kind of a tunnel. Um, this is actually up in the mountains, but it was built alongside of the mountain. And all that's left now is these tunnels that's pretty much abandoned. And it, part of it is man-made. The other part is like kind of like along the mountain. So some of the like the ceilings are just dirt and mountainside. Some of it's cement and it's miles long of these tunnels. And for the most part, there's like some slits in the concrete where some light comes through, but it's just graffiti everywhere. Um, It is very dark, like just rocks are everywhere. There's like water seeping through bats. (laughs) bats. Yeah. Bats. Some of the snow was kind of like still dripping down from the top of the mountain. So there's like puddles, it was super creepy, um, but I freaking loved it. And we arrived at one point um, to a tunnel where Kristen and myself could not see the end. And uh, so if you're going to do this, highly, highly recommend you have a headlamp and or a flashlight. Yeah. Because um, you literally can't see. And uh, yeah, or Kristen. Spray, honestly, if you're hiking by yourself, because you can't see it. <laughs> it's just the, the girl and me or the hiker that you don't know an animal or a person just be prepared whenever you can't see it was cool though what and i'll be honest with you being a photographer it's a photographer's dream there because of all the lighting and the contrast and the color like i said i've never seen a place like that before um i would love to honestly one of these days to go back with my slr with the tripod and just have a field day there because every picture you get is going to be pretty epic and uh rather spooky but uh yeah so we ended up walking a a few miles in and then we got to that tunnel where we just couldn't see literally anything anymore and uh i probably would have kept going a little bit more kristen was like yeah okay i think i've had enough can't see anything and uh we'll turn around so we were there for would you say two hours two two and a half 
three we did hours. four miles okay. so uh, i always stopped and took pictures and yeah. So at that point it was uh, later in the afternoon. Um, you know, Truckee is a really small town as it is. So I don't think you have to plan on spending a lot of time there unless yeah. you're floating. It will obviously take quite a while. And that's definitely a very popular activity to do. And, and the river, the Truckee river is just gorgeous. So if it's hot and you like being in the water, you just want to sit there and float with a drink and some friends highly recommend it. We didn't get to do it because it was literally freezing, but the water is beautiful. It is a it is a big thing to do there. And uh, yeah. like I said, the tunnels, oh man, that was so cool. That was, it was cool. You took some cool. wonderful photos. I was showing them uh, to someone the other day and they were like, wow, that is a really neat photo. Yeah. Which one was it? Do you know? I'm curious. It was the really like dark, creepy looking one. Like I think <laughs> like all of them. <laughs> yeah. The real focused one. But yeah, the one you have on, It's the one you have on your photography Instagram. Yeah, but uh, like I said, that was top two, three highlight for me. Um, I thought it was super cool. I liked it. I'm into that stuff. It was pretty neat. I've never experienced that before. You know, I've hiked many places, but I've never seen nothing like that. So highly recommend that. If you got the time to burn, definitely drive out to Truckee, which was probably what, like 30, 40 minutes away from Tahoe, depending what side of the lake you're coming from. And we actually did that in the afternoon because we stopped and had like brunch first. That was on our way. Remember, okay. we were going to stop and get sandwiches, and then we didn't get the sandwiches. We stopped at one restaurant. So uh, we stopped at a restaurant that was recommended to us by a worker in a store in Truckee, and uh, it's called Sticks. I believe it was S T I X. Um, the food was actually really good. Really good. It was really yeah. good. So it's between the town of Truckee and the Truckee Tunnels. So it's Donner, Donner Tunnel, it's Donner Pass. Donner Pass, yeah, which was closed when we went. So if that's something you really want to see, look into that. But um, yeah, it was probably about 10 minutes outside. And uh, his recommendation was spot on. The food was delicious. Kristen, feel free to tell the, the listeners about your little experience there. As good as the food was, you know, it didn't take away. I don't know how this happened. Well, it was laughing. very windy. Very windy, very windy when we were there. I got hit in the head with an umbrella, a table umbrella. <laughs> <laughs> we can laugh about it now, thank God. We can laugh about it. And luckily, you know, I had I have quick reflexes. So, you know, I put my head down, but got hit in the head with an umbrella. It was either like, was it when our food arrived or after? It was just, it was um, just after our food arrived. Yeah, we had just started to eat. <laughs> so despite that happening, the food was very good and the staff, uh, got me a nice pack for my head, <laughs> but yeah, all, all good there. And I was still able to hike <laughs> the tunnels after that. Yeah. That was a crazy experience. Literally this umbrella flew off like the deck rail and the handle part of it where you cranked, open it up, you know, kind of got you on the top of the head. And then yeah. the other part got me on the shoulder and I was just like, what the, my head was down just just going through my sweet potato fries, not even paying attention at all. And I was like, what the hell just hit me? And then you're like, oh, it hit me in the head. I was like, oh my God, it just turned into this thing. And then, uh, yeah, but uh, fortunately there's a drugstore literally right on the property that we walked yeah. through. Some, uh, some they were so nice. I think they just felt really bad that it, that it even happened. I don't know. Oh, well. So stuff happens, but it didn't stop us from exploring Truckee. Then that evening we did a sunset kayak tour. In 
the north, not north, like west shore on the west shore of Tahoe. By Tahoe City, I believe is right mm-hmm. outside of Tahoe yep. City. Yep. And we use kayaks. We use a tour from Tahoe City Kayak. Okay. Tahoe City Kayak. It was Alex and Ryan. Alex and Ryan. That's right. Yes. They were okay. our tour guides and they were re- very, very cool. They, you know, it was nice. It was cold, but um, it, it was a small group. We, we could have gone, I think, a little bit further, but we were with a family. So I think it all just depends on, it all just depends on who, like, who you end up doing your tour with. Um, but there was a nice family and we could have seen more, but I thought the sunset was pretty. We got to see the, the lake. And it was just something to do in the evening time. Cold, though. By the time we got done, I think our feet were purple. Yeah, there's a few nuggets uh, of advice that I have as far as this tour is concerned. One, would I recommend it? Yes. But two, when we went in June, like I said, it was pretty windy and it's pretty chilly. So wear a rain jacket, wear pants. Um, you're not going to be hot baking out there. We were actually pretty cold. Yeah. Um, Alex and Ryan were, were great people. We're great. You can go out afterwards, have a drink of them and keep talking. They were super friendly. A lot of great information. You actually learn on that cruise. They teach you about yeah. the lake and everything, the history and everything around it. So you don't just sit around there floating and, you know, kayaking around. You actually learn, which is, which is really cool. Cause we didn't really know a lot of the history. The one negative about the cruise or the yeah, kayak tour is the fact that it's on the wrong side of the lake kind of sort of because you are on the side of the lake where the sun sets. So if you were out further on the lake and or the other side, you'd, I think you'd have more of a view, more of a sunset, but that would be my only little, you know, small little ding on that. But that besides that, it was a wonderful time. Yeah. They point out a lot around the lake. So certain uh, like Mount Black, they point out, they point out different, different mountains. So when you're actually hiking, like when we were hiking Mount Salak, we were able to kind of pinpoint where exactly we were because we learned from the kayak tour where things were at the same time. So that was very neat. And then the whole Godfather movie, Godfather 2, where Fredo is out on the boat and, you know, Fredo gets it on the boat. My dad actually was watching Godfather 2 the other day. He goes, hey, you know, that was filmed out Lake Tapo. I was like, actually, I learned that on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> actually, <said>. Yes. <laughs> So I was like, I actually saw exactly where that happened. <laughs> oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, no, overall, really good time. That's in Tahoe City, which is on the west side of the yeah. lake. So you either have to go through that crazy road again, or you go all the way around. And uh, yeah, on the way home, you took the wrong way. And we went I over did. that damn road again in the dark. And it was, uh, yeah, I just had my head down, just hit reload on my Facebook feed or something like that. Just try to keep me busy because I didn't want to look out the window. Yeah, that, the, the song OK Go or the song White Knuckles by OK Go came on the uh, <laughs> on the shuffle. Yep, right as Perfect we were timing. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, so the kayak cruise was what, about $60 a person too, right? I think that's yeah. what it came to. Yeah, but well, worth it. It gave us something to do in the evening. It was two and two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, lots, I thought it was lots of fun. Yeah, I mean, so we're looking at a trip to Alaska right now, which is obviously beyond majestic. I understand that. But their kayaking cruises are like five times the cost. So like knowing you can go on Lake Tahoe for 60 bucks, it's, it's hard to beat. It's hard to beat probably in most areas, honestly, to get a guided 
kayaking tour with the history and, you know, on a sunset and stuff like that. So super enjoyable. I really enjoyed it. It would uh, behoove you if you're very athletic and, or want to go kind of further to go with a group that is also of the same mindset, because if there are older people or people that just, you know, aren't super interested in doing that, you might be a little slowed down. So you might not go as far. So just be aware of that. So, yeah. Um, so that was Monday. So Tuesday, take us to Tuesday. Tuesday was your favorite. What do we do Tuesday, Ryan? Is that Virginia city? Yes. Yay. Virginia city. Which I just found the tickets to the Washoe club in my jean jacket yesterday and I freaked out. I was in a meeting and I like was like, what's in my pocket? And I pull out the tickets for the Washoe Club and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to like burn these right now. <laughs> no, we need to keep them and put them in a box. <laughs> for sure. Well before we got to Virginia City, we ended up staying in town right down right down the stairs pretty much. And we had uh breakfast at the Driftwood cafe and that was that in was south delicious lake, yeah. yeah in south it lake was so good so it was good. so good but and decently priced because when we were in Truckee, an egg was twelve dollars oh my god <laughs> oh and then yeah then the tuesday breakfast in at driftwood which there's a wait if you don't get on the wait list which you can get virtually on the wait list which is fabulous um the food was so good mm-hmm yeah, so be aware there is a wait list, as Kristen said. If you do kind of wait longer in the morning, the wait gets a little longer and longer. Get on the virtual wait list. So if you're in your hotel room or just driving around or whatever, just get on that. Um, and uh, the weekends, what we saw on the weekend was actually a hell of a lot longer too. So yeah, highly recommend it to get on the wait list. But Driftwood Cafe, we really do recommend. The reviews are really good too, which is also how we chose that place. But uh, mm-hmm. right after that, we hopped in the car and drove about 40 to 45 minutes to Virginia City. And uh, yes, this is a very spooky place. You may have heard of it from Ghost Adventures and other shows of uh, all the hauntings that uh, have taken place in this old, old town. But honestly, Kristen, I know you're 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 not as into that stuff as I am, but you, I know you genuinely enjoyed your time there. And I wouldn't say I'm not into it. I just, it freaked me out to actually go like, I'll watch that stuff on TV, but going there is a whole nother story. Right. You're not so much to seek it out, I should say. Um, Yeah. But you genuinely enjoyed your time there. And uh, if you're into that stuff, you'll love it. But even if you're not, and you just like a little bit of history and just kind of step out of Tahoe and almost like step back into time, honestly, highly recommend it. It was uh, it was so cool to spend, what, four or five hours there. And I think that's yeah. kind of all you need. But if you want to spend more time there, there is more things to do. Yeah, I mean, there it, it is just one strip. There's nowhere else you can go. Very, very cute. And there's different pubs, different bars, saloons, um, candy shops. Kind of you know, like you said, blast from the past. Just mm. kind of walk around and gaze at everything. It was very, very cool. We didn't eat anything while we were there, but we just, I think we, we had some drinks at some different bars. Like, and some candy. You know, plenty of candy stores. Candy. Yeah. So. On the way to Virginia City, you'll see the Comstock Mine, which is a really big, big mine around the 1900s. Um, a lot of uh, 
lot of fatalities happened in that mine, but yeah, it's actually still there. Um, you can kind of just walk around it. You definitely drive around it. And that whole city was based on the gold rush. Uh, Virginia city was the city to be at between Denver and San Francisco. Um, so they take pride in that too, because yeah. you can tell they love having their city look like it's still back in that time. And, uh, I tell you what, we'll talk about the Washoe Club in a minute here, but I had a blast walking in some of these, like there's like three, four, five candy stores. First of all, the candy's delicious. Get the chocolate, it's delicious. But it's cool to see candy I haven't seen since, like the candy cigarettes, remember that? And yeah. uh, it's all the candy that you haven't seen in ages. They still make it. They still have barrels of it. You can walk into whatever you want. Uh, it is the old Coke machines, Pepsi machines. Um, it's, it was literally a blast from the past. It was so, so cool. Yeah. The old newspapers that are obviously replicas, but you know, big event. So the highlight of Virginia city was the Washoe club. And what made it even better was that the owner of the Washoe club was actually sitting outside and I just happened to start talking to him. <laughs> So his name is Nick. Do you re- do you remember his last name? I don't remember his last name. Keep talking. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google this right now. Okay. So yeah, we're standing outside of the Washoe Club. Ryan was going to buy our tickets for the tour because I wanted nothing to do with it. So it was up to Ryan to to go get our our tickets, and I was trying to distract myself. And this gentleman walking a pig down the street um, <laughs> that That's apparently is in a pig. Yeah. Yeah. A pot-bellied pig walking it down the street um, gets a lot of attention. And the owner of the Washoe Club was like, yeah, that pig is... He said something and I laughed at it. And then we got to talking and he said, "How? You know, yeah, I, I own this place. And I was like, you're, you're the owner of this place? Yeah, we had no idea. How do you, we thought it was how some do you sleep guy. at night? <laughs> yeah, it was just to us. It was just some guy sitting there who made a funny comment. And then yeah. he's just hanging... He's literally sitting there on like the rail with his feet hanging yeah. over the ledge. Just like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. And then um, he's kind of just, I don't know if we started talking about the place before we went in, but um, he said, you know, have a good tour. We went inside, got a drink. And then um, Ryan will talk about the tour, um, I'm sure, because he take, takes it all in. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good But one. even when we finished the tour, he gave us insight about the place and his family and he owns the other Mackie Mansion that is in the same town as as the Washoe Club in Virginia City, which is equally as haunted uh, as the Washoe Club. Um, lots of history. Very, very intelligent man. Uh, very, very cool. I cannot believe that he, you know, goes into this place every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he actually easy. he stated that the Mackey Mansion is actually more haunted than the Washoe Club, correct? Yes. Yeah, and a lot of some of the artifacts that are in the Washoe Club are from Mackey Mansion. So the Mackey Mansion is the first bigger building you will see when you pull into Virginia City. It's uh literally probably like a two-minute walk from the Washoe Club. So if you're looking for another place to check out some, you know, haunted ghosts. Uh, go ahead to the Mackie Mansion. I believe they give tours of that as well, I have to imagine. Unfortunately, I'm not finding his name currently as I scroll here, but his name was Nick. Really, like, like you said, really nice guy. 
we actually talked to him after the tour too. He was just in his bar. It's his bar, you know, he owns the place. So we were having drinks. Um, the drinks are excellent. The lady behind yeah. the bar was awesome. She was so good. The drink she made was like some new drink that she created. And it was delicious. Yeah, it was uh, really, really good. And um, I think the tickets were about $8 each. Of course, I got yours because uh, I knew you weren't too keen on going in the first place. So no. got you a drink and a ticket to it's kind of cool coerce you up those stairs right <laughs> there. Um, but uh, yeah, so I do recommend a tour of the Washoe Club. There is a lot of history. I do like history. So it's pretty neat to learn about. It is a little gruesome history sometimes. Um, the place looks like it was uh just left from 1900 1910 or so there's a original wallpaper just ripped and left there um there's a lot of original stuff original flooring original doors yeah uh, which just adds to the spookiness for sure um but uh yeah some of the some of the building almost looks like it's crumbling a little bit some is like crooked like crooked window they're, they're doing a lot of like not renovation but What's the word that you use for like? Like upkeep? Yeah, they're doing some upkeep. I don't know. There's a specific word for that. Mm. But uh, yeah, so you kind of go from room to room and they kind of tell you about the history of each room. And um, so there's two, was three floors to this place that you get to see. Some of the rooms are creepier. And Kristen, tell about the experiences you had. So like, I feel like I was the first person to enter every room, which I don't know why I did that. I don't know if I'm just like, you know, have to be at the front of the line everywhere I go, but I was you know, entering the room in front of everybody else. And um, one of the rooms in particular that was uh, like a medical room where people who were sick went to and were tended to by a doctor. Um, I heard a whistle and like, right behind me it was like a like a whisk kind of whistle and no one else I think heard it and after the room had cleared out and the tour guide had done you know the explanation of the room and what took place there and how there was a little girl in the room and and all that I pulled her aside and I said hey I heard a little bit of a like a whisper like a whip like a whistle when I and came into the room it's like right behind me where I was standing and she's like yep that is something I hear very commonly in this room. Um, definitely, yeah, we definitely heard something. So. Now, I trust, I trust you more than the tour guide. The tour guide was great. I liked her a yeah. lot. But you just, you know, you never know if they dramatize stories or whatever. Right. So knowing that you said you heard that, I believe it. Um, didn't yeah. you now there was another room with uh was it like an organ or a piano didn't piano. you say you heard a key play or something when we walked out oh i'm getting chills thinking about it when i when we walked out of that room and we were down the hall and we it was we had already left the room with the, the ball remember we you and i went to go check on that ball to see if it had moved mm -hmm. um it was right before then when we were walking out of that room, we were in another room and we were about to kind of like enter another part of the house. And we were like, Hey, let's go check on the ball and see if it moved. It was kind of when we were in that room, I heard the keys to the piano. Hmm. It was just like a, a quick. And afterwards we actually ran into somebody on the tour and you brought that up and he said, yeah, I heard that too. 
to get confirmation. And they brought it up. Oh, they brought, they it, brought up. it up. And I said, yep, I thought I heard that. I just didn't. Hmm. Yeah. I was actually looking for something like it was one of those things where it's like, I want to see something, but do I really? Cause that's pretty life altering. And I was like, I don't want to see anything. <laughs> that's why you got to experience a couple things. But yeah. uh, it, it is funny how afterwards, and we both immediately went to the candy store right after, and I felt like I was walking on flat ground again. And I was like, hold on a second. Yeah. I was like, I know I had a drink in my hand while walking around this. And I know you were having a drink too, but I was like, hold on a second. Like I felt pretty uneasy almost a little bit. It's almost as if you're on like a boat that has a slight, slight sway to it. Yeah. Like the floorboards weren't even to begin with, but that didn't stop the like rocky feeling. Yeah, there is yeah. a slight feeling to it. So if anybody yeah. is listening to this and you do go there, and if you have that experience, please comment. Um, I'm actually interested if it was just us. I mean, but the thing is you did too. And I remember speaking in the candy store feeling like, oh, hold on a second. I feel normal again. I felt weird yeah. In that place. But, uh, you know, you sometimes you just never know if it's the stories that you're being told, if it's what you're trying to see, you're trying not to see, you're freaking yourself out or what. But yeah. I do think I felt something. And then uh, to cap it off, too, at the very last room they take you to on the tour is the wine cellar. And uh, in that room, they say they get a lot of orbs. So they shut the lights off and they tell everybody to take out their cameras and just start snapping photos and see if you can get an orb. So, uh, one thing I did is I put my phone, my phone was on live and I actually captured an orb flying across my screen. And one of the photos I was like, what the hell is that? And I showed the lady, I was like, is that an orb? She's like, yep. We get them all the time. And we, and we watch the shows all the time. So we know what they look like. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't. Like dust yeah. yeah. I took probably 20 photos in that place. And that's the only one that had that. Talk about the photo that you took where the shadow man was. Yeah, this is an interesting. Uh, I forgot about that because so as you take this tour, this lady kind of points you down the hallway and says, you know, a lot of times we see like a really large shadow figure down this hall. So, of course, I'm popping my head around the corner trying to take picture, picture, picture. And here I am before we start the tour. I put my phone on live because it was like, you know, if you have an iPhone, you know, it kind of captures some movement before and after. And I said, you know, if anything's going to move or whatever, I want to be able to click through and see if there's any movement. And uh, so I knew I did this. I did this on purpose. And I took a picture down in this hallway. I took many pictures and only one photo was off of live. Um, In the middle. In the middle. I took rapid fire photos. There's no way I turned live off turn live back on and then start snapping photos. I knew I didn't do that. And there's no way I like could have done that because I was just taking photos left and right to see if I can capture something. And uh, yeah, one random photo going down this hallway is just on a normal still shot that has live turned off. It's like, I don't know how that happened um, for the rest of my entire trip in Tahoe live was on. It was never a problem, never been a problem. So that's, you know, who knows, maybe nothing, but it is pretty weird in a very weird space. <laughs> so, 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that was an interesting experience. I'm glad you, I'm glad you brought that up. Cause I almost forgot that that was really weird. Cause we're flipping through. Did I get anything? Did I get anything? Why is this one not on live? And then on oh, the next hundred are back on live. So that was uh, an interesting experience, but, uh, yeah, afterwards we, we took a walk around. There's original like saloons there. Go get a beer, mm-hmm. go get a drink, go get some candy, um, we, I can't say we had any food there from what I remember, but no, uh, we didn't have any food. Yeah. And then, uh, I remember we drove back that evening. Um, is that when we also, I think we had dinner in inside that night. Yeah. Okay. So then we're moving on to Wednesday. Wednesday was, was Wednesday Mount Pulak your favorite? I'm shaking my head for everybody who's like wondering what this <laughs> blank space was in the podcast. I am shaking my head because, uh, oh, Mount Talak, my enemy. <laughs> Chris did. You want to, you want to explain how we found Mount Talak and ended up in to do this? So I researched a couple different heights to do and what, kept happening around our trip was we had these plans to go kayaking and do stuff on the water and it just kept being too windy or too cold. So um, I was like, okay, well, screw it. We're just going to keep going hiking. So, you know, knowing me, I like to do challenging hikes and Mount Black was a hike to conquer. So um, I told Ryan, that's what we were doing. I had it all planned out. I made us tuna sandwiches and back snacks and, <laughs> We're driving, we get to the parking lot and we see Mount Talak and I I think that's how you say it. But and I look at Ryan and go, that's where we're going. <laughs> how how are we supposed to get up there? <laughs> do we need do we need a rope? <laughs> I thought we were gonna have out. to I thought we were gonna have to repel. This is a legit, <laughs> this is a legit mountain. I've been watching a lot of bear grills recently too, so that probably <laughs> plays a lot in that, but it's a, it's a freaking mountain. It is a legit mountain. And I thought like, I don't know, we, <laughs> there's like a trail that goes the halfway before it starts going straight up. Uh, no, we actually did the entire freaking thing. And uh, that was quite an accomplishment. My legs were a little sore for the next few days. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, the elevation gain, they pull that up really quick. I mean, fabulous hike. I absolutely loved it. Very, I mean, I know you asked me, like, have you ever done a hike like that before? Um, it was pretty challenging. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. For anybody who's looking to hike around Tahoe, this is, uh, it's a rewarding hike, but it is strenuous. So yeah, keep that in mind. If you're looking for an enjoyable day hike, just to kind of have a good time, this might not be for you because yeah. this is legit. People were doing, there's certain uh, points of the hike where you'll still get a really nice view. You don't have to go all the way up. Like we, we kept, we were hiking and we'd see people coming down and we're like, Oh, did you make it to the top? They said, no, we went to, you know, this section or we went to this section. So um, we hiked the whole way and the elevation gain was 3,600 feet. So we went from 6,400 to 9,800 feet um, in elevation. And we both felt it. We felt the elevation um, change and we're huffing and puffing a bit and you know between climbing the rocks and oh, Ryan I didn't share with you there was a rock slide on the highway at Tahoe a couple weeks ago really? where remember how I told you like it's really scary that these rocks can fall at any moment yeah that happened yeah. on one of the highways there was a rock slide wow 
So think about what we hiked at Talak and one rock falls, you can have them cascade down. Just to kind of go over this hike real quick, I would say the first like hour and a half is decently enjoyable. Um, as you said, people will stop because, uh, it's a decent hike. You're getting a workout. There's lakes yeah. over to your sides. It's just straight up. And then, uh, and then it becomes somewhat challenging. So, uh, we, we ended up meeting these, uh, two older gentlemen that were coming back down and they were just like, be careful. It is super windy up there. And, uh, we kept trucking and it was windy. It was decently cold. And then, uh, we came upon the, what do you call, you call those boulders, right? I mean, those were yeah. some pretty large. I think we got to mile. So the boulders, you don't hit until about two and a half miles in. And like, just thinking that this, you know, it's a 10 mile out and back, right? So five miles out, five miles back that it took us almost three out, two and a half hours to get two and a half miles. And we went through that boulder field and then there was still another mile and a half to go mm-hmm. was mentally really hard because I remember you and I looking at one point, like, well, we can see a view. Like, do we really want to keep going at this point? Cause it was windy. It was just a terrible feeling to not know where the trail was. And I, I was just kind of getting in my head a little bit, but kind of went that far. Can't just turn back. So. Yeah. I, uh, I was very tempted. If you had said turn around, I probably would have walked right with you. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I knew I'd probably be a little upset that we didn't complete yeah. the hike. So uh, I also thought I had a uh, five-hour energy in my backpack to help <laughs> me truck along that just turned into be a phantom five-hour energy. It just didn't exist um, until recently I found it. Yeah, but, until you uh, found it. Until I found it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so the boulders are very unsteady. You do yeah. have to be cautious, um, of people climbing on the boulders and, and rock sliding and you're on there for probably 45 minutes to an hour at least. Mm-hmm. So, and it was windy. Yes. Very, very windy. And also I am very, very happy that I brought those hiking poles. Um, yes. that was a very, very good call. So if you're doing this hike, bring hiking poles, that's going to assist you quite a bit. Yeah. May not need them for the actual rock section because you want to make sure you're stable and you know not just watch your step during that that route. Take your time, hmm. plan that hike, and take your time. I think we we were just trying to move, so we we were trying to like book it. Um, so we got we got back, but um, yeah, take your time during that hike. Enjoy it. Bring a snack. I left our sandwiches in the car, which was a mistake. <laughs> It was that damn carrot at the end of the rope that I couldn't get. Why did I tune a sub so bad? Yeah. Um, but I know, Kristen, you're a pretty experienced hiker and you've done stuff more like this. And you were kind of complaining a little bit about the uh, yeah. path being a little unmarked. It wasn't marked. There's a lot of trails out there that, you know, you go out, hike the uh, hike Mountain Ski Trail or hike out in the, you know, the western part of the state. And you have like the orange trail or blue, it's, it's marked. You have something slapped on a tree to let you know, okay, I'm, I'm at least headed in the right direction. Luckily, we had the All Trails app because remember we were going down, turning back in the boulder field. And I was like, that's the trail all the way over here, but we're all the way over there. That doesn't look like the trail, but that's, that's the way down. And ultimately, we, we found it. But um, yeah, not well marked at all. 
And what was your opinion on the view from the top? Beautiful. I wasn't scared the wind was going to blow me off the mountain. I was <laughs> taking more time to enjoy it. Um, but it was significantly windy. Yes. Like I was, I was like braced, like trying in a stance, trying not to be blown over. That's how nervous I was. I would there's, say there's a cliff drop off right there. So, yeah. So I would say the wind probably got 50, 67 mile per hour gust at times. And, uh, I don't do well with heights. As I mentioned previously, heights didn't really bother me till the very tippy top. And that's kind of where I called it quits about 99% of the way up. And you just went a few more yards than me. Um, so if you're afraid of heights, not that bad, but it is a pretty strenuous hike and you are pretty high up there. And, uh, yeah, another, um, another area that you gotta be aware of bear too. There's a, it's bear country. We do hear some yeah. animals along the way. We don't know what they were. Desolate wilderness, wilderness. So you're out there, be aware. Um, don't provoke anything. Try to, you know, make your presence known, have conversations, you know, Ryan and I, I don't stop talking. So, you know, our presence was known the entire time. But uh, I will say after a hike that's as strenuous as this, go get yourself a pizza, but not base camp. Yeah. So we ended up going to base camp pizza for multiple reasons. One right around the corner from our hotel. So it was really nice to get home, just sit down for a minute and get up and get some pizza. And two, the reviews I believe were really solid. But uh, honestly, as far as paying for what you get, didn't live up to the hike. Um, didn't think it was that wonderful. And it cost. Maybe eating there would have been different, but we got there at seven, right? We got there at seven and they stopped taking people in at yeah. seven. So, so they wouldn't even, they wouldn't even take a reservation to have to eat in the restaurant. So we were forced to take the food with us. And then we were also charged the 15% surcharge for dining with them. So all about supporting restaurants, especially during COVID. Um, but I feel like when you're forced to do takeout and the food comes out cold and they don't give you your drink. It's just like... Yeah. yeah and uh, the pizza was subpar. Yeah. yeah. We're both from New York. Like, Hmm. Honestly, I probably would hate to say this, but I would have been happier with like a Papa John's pizza because that's kind of what it was like. Yeah. So, uh, base camp pizza, don't necessarily be fooled by the reviews. If you want to give it a shot, go for it. But, uh, as far as paying for what you get, can't really say we did. Yeah. But I think that pretty much ended that night. Cause we, uh, I'm pretty sure we passed out pretty early after <laughs> that hike. So, yeah. So that leaves us to Thursday. We uh, are winding down our trip here only a couple more days. Yeah, Thursday, we went out back to Tahoe City. And this is and one of the highlights of our trip to Tahoe City. Uh, so we have to give love to the poke place. Yes. Bluefin. Yes. And it and was the, awesome. And the bottle shop that it was sitting in. It was like a liquor store bottle shop. So... That's the thing with this place. This You'll see a sign for it. It's in a parking lot, like a small little plaza. You just pull right in. It is like a, it's like a bottle shop type of bar situation. There's and, a restaurant, the bottle shop, and then there's a consignment store. Yeah. And then uh, in the back of this bottle shop, 
is a poke place where this lady comes out and just kind of rings you up and disappears back into her little <laughs> crevice, if you will, and uh, delivers the best poke bowls yeah. probably that I've had, if not top two, top three. Yeah. Um, what is it, 13 bucks or something like that? Like, so good. It's $15 for every, like everything. Yeah. You could make your own and it was $15. You could add everything on the menu. <laughs> it was so $50. It was it so was, good. It was awesome. It was so good. I'm going to give a little preview. We actually went back the next day. We drove 45 minutes to go back and get it again. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's worth more than $15. Uh, it mm-hmm. was just, it was, it was delicious. Yeah. The amount of fish you get, the quality, um, oh, the portion size is so good. But uh, wow. yeah, so we ended up uh, going back out that way to Tahoe City to go rent some bikes. And uh, yeah. we wanted to be a little active, but not super active, still somewhat of a, somewhat of a recovery day from Mount Talak. Um, but yeah, no, we got some bikes and we ended up riding them, um, along, along the Truckee river. The bikes were from Willard's, uh, they were super friendly. The thing they is were very you know, nice. Everyone, that was a very common theme too, is the people that worked in Tahoe were very friendly. The people like were Tahoe visiting. city specifically too. best interactions we had were in Tahoe city. The, and the people visiting Tahoe weren't necessarily always the friendliest, but, yeah. uh, the people working and Tahoe were, were super wonderful. Very friendly. They're happy to be there. They're happy to help you. Um, we had a really good experience with that. So we got some bikes from Willard's and we ended up riding, a five, six miles or so. We did 10 um, miles. Wow. 10 miles. Okay. No, really good time. If you can't float the river, go walk by, go get a bike, uh, go check it out. It's, it's pristine. It's beautiful. The color is beautiful. And uh, you never know, you might win some money along the way, just riding a bike. Yes. How much do we have? 20, was it $26? It goes 26 bucks that we turned into more. We'll explain that in just a moment. Uh, but uh, yeah, on our way back, just riding a bikes just to go hand them back in. I, what, you, I think you saw a $5 bill. Yeah, I was like, oh, $5. $5. It's like, oh, sweet. And then I was like, oh, a dollar. And then you're like, oh, 20. <laughs> it was just like, what is going on here? It's like, grab that cash game before it blows away. Yeah, that was that was really really good. But uh, in all fairness, nobody was around to pick it up. There's really nowhere to. Yeah, like, nowhere we to looked. Well, I actually, I think I knocked on someone's window and was like, "Is this yours?" When I saw the twenty, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Oh no." Yeah. So honestly, go get a bike. It's a, it's a really cool place to check out. You can get around a little faster. There's trails and everything for you. That's super easy to ride. Yeah. So definitely they have like e-bike rentals, but I think the trail we were on, it wasn't really necessary. No, it was fast. a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. Even if you're not super active, it's pretty easy. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Highly recommend. And, um, so what did there we were do? people floating the trucky yeah. that we saw. That's right. Even <laughs> though it was cold, but yeah. Cold. So what um, did we, um, what did we do after, after, the After that, we went and got ice cream at the ice cream shop mm-hmm. and just sat and enjoyed that. And then I think we just, we just went back to the hotel and mm-hmm. yeah, we cooked. We cooked dinner. We cooked the kebabs. That we made. And then it was casino time. And then we went to the casino. So that, correct me if I'm wrong, was your first experience in a casino, let alone playing blackjack, correct? Yes. Yes, it was. 
and uh, we are giving each other a virtual high five here for both coming out winners. Um, so just so you know, it was Thursday at I say six or seven o'clock or so. Yeah, and, uh, very early. Yeah, but the tables were already kind of expensive. So if you're looking for five dollar hands, ten dollar hands even they didn't exist. So we were slightly nervous with the fifteen dollar hands, knowing that we were blowing money left and right and all this food. And uh, but you know what? We're like we're here. We're gonna enjoy this. And uh, I'd say after about what 30, 45 minutes, we each uh, came out a little bit ahead, and we said, you know mm-hmm. what? We're good to go. This covers uh, some of our meals. And uh, no, it was, a, it was a good time. That was at Harrah's. So Harrah's is, you can walk there in two minutes from where the Marriott is in California, but because you're crossing the border to Nevada, there's casinos there. So yeah. very enjoyable. I, I had a good time with that. And we'll have to go back to another casino and push our luck a little more. Yes. Did you have fun playing blackjack though? I did. I'm glad I won. <laughs> <laughs> but you learned yeah, and we did have a nice dealer. She was very sweet. Now, if we play blackjack again today, do you think you'd remember what to do? Yeah. yeah I got the hand motions down. I got the hand motions and the signals. <laughs> Scott, you got to be prepared to double down, though. You got to be prepared. No. I mean, I, if I would have that one time, Ryan yeah. told me to double down, and that's the hand I got blackjack on, and I refused to double down. <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, so the casino was a good time. Um you know, as you can tell, every day has been super packed, very active. So we weren't really up much past 10, 11 o'clock. We were yeah. wiped out. We were also on Eastern time zone. So keep that in mind. It's uh, what three, it was a three hour time difference. So going mm-hmm. about at 10, it was one o'clock after hiking and hiking and biking and kayaking and all that stuff. So, you know, when you're active, as active as we are, you get kind of worn down. So if you're looking for tips for nightlife, uh, this is probably not the podcast for you. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, as far as being active and. Places- but Tahoe didn't stay open past nine. Restaurants were not open. If yeah, you're you're not, right. if you, your nightlife was the casino. It wasn't mm. anything else. Mm. Besides on the weekend, there were some places with fire pits and stuff like that. But uh, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, it was. Uh, a very, very active trip for us. And Friday was our last day before we go home Saturday. So um, let's go to the last day here, Friday. Friday was our last day to get on the water. Yeah, so we took cold. it easy. Yeah. Friday, we kind of had a slow morning and then ventured out to um, one of the coves. We went over to, I think, Zephyr Cove and went to Sand Harbor, right? Yeah, Sand Harbor, which is one of your iconic spots of Lake Tahoe. Mm-hmm. Uh, rented kayaks and paddled, we begged them because <laughs> the winds, winds were too heavy or too high. And we basically begged them to say, hey, we're experienced kayakers. Let us go out past the buoys. Please, 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 please. Mm-hmm. So we just paid for what, an hour? Mm-hmm. It's very expensive. I mean, if you pay by the hour, it's expensive. There are... Um, rentals that you can pay for the whole day and I think it's worth it but timing the winds and making sure that you're kayaking safe and you don't get stuck out there is a challenge um which is what we faced the whole week we had plans to be out on the water like the whole week and we kept having to divert and Friday was our last shot so we just kind of like said fine we're not going to just rent for a whole day we'll just show up at one of the bays and rent for an hour and that's what we did 
And that worked in our favor. But uh, yeah, so as far as experienced kayaks, I don't think any of us are going to be in the, in the Olympics anytime soon, but we've yeah. each done it more than a handful of times. And no joke, the waves were super difficult. It was, uh, it turned into, this is pretty fun to, uh, this isn't as fun anymore. We, uh, probably should turn around and kind of get back in. Cause yeah, there's white caps and rocks, hidden rocks. Yeah. Yeah. It was beautiful. I mean, if the water was a little calmer, wasn't so windy, it's really beautiful. Um, Sand Harbor definitely recommend going there. It's a little more populous. You have to pay to park. So be prepared to pay. I think it was $15 or something to park. So. Yeah. Out of state. If you're renting a car that is out of state, because I think Sand Harbor's in California still, either California or Nevada. Ooh, yeah, I don't not know. Sure. Not but sure. we had our car, our rental car said Pennsylvania. Hmm. So we paid the out of state price. But if your rental car is in state, then you'll pay the in state price. Yeah, but overall, definitely highly recommend this area to go. It's just like Emerald Bay, very popular. Um, it's a great place to kind of hang around, get some sun, go check out the water, be in the water. There's hiking trails. Mm. There's like a paved hiking trail. Mm. Yeah. Um, and bears. <laughs> and bears, always bears. Kristen's afraid of bears. I'm going to Alaska. I can't wait. Yeah, me too. But uh, yeah, no, you definitely want to do a little research as far as the winds. Um, that's real. Well, uh, yeah, like I said, we are semi-experienced kayakers and after a while it was kind of like, yeah, we should probably get off the water, yeah. but, uh, we did get some beautiful photos. It was super cool. It is clear water when you're near the shore. Um, you can see yeah. right through it. It's, it's really, really beautiful. I wanted a paddleboard so bad. I wanted the iconic paddleboard photo that you see all these girls have on the water that, you know, you're in your bathing suit with your mm -hmm. hat on and your paddle and your sunglasses, but way too windy. I don't know how they managed that. We settled for the kayak and it was just as fun. Yeah, no, it was a good time. And uh, I know a lot of those photos you're talking about, we got to get a drone one day. We'll have to bring a drone <laughs> on one of these trips, but uh, yeah. So I do recommend the kayaking, but um, yeah, they do fill up fast, but it was a good thing we did wait because we only needed an hour. Uh, if we yeah. had paid for more than that, we would have just been a complete waste of money. We yeah. We would have paid. It was uh, for the both of us. If we would have done a full day, it was like $170 mm -hmm. for both of us to kayak for a full day. Mm -hmm. And we paid the $35 a person. Yeah, $70. Seven. Yeah. And I was fine with that. Mm -hmm. Good experience. Got great photos, great yeah. memories. But that's all we needed, especially with the mm -hmm. water being that kind of dangerous. And cold. And freezing. So after that, we headed back and uh, we had the B big date night um at cafe fiore which uh we both uh, had marked as a place to go to get some dinner and uh, yeah yeah we were so both tasked with finding a restaurant and we both picked the same one out of all the restaurants and like the entire place like entirely tahoe like north south west east and both picked the same restaurant go figure but go ahead, Ryan. Yeah, we both actually reserved it on our own without telling each other for different nights. But uh, once we um, kind of gave the hint of where we did it, we both realized it was the same place. We canceled one of the reservations and we kept the last one for the last day. We figured it was a good way to go out with a bang. Um, the reviews on this place are top notch. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, the menu and the food was everything kind of like we both love. 
Um, it's a quaint little place that's just a few blocks from the water. Uh, we sat outside. Um, it was pretty kind of nicely lit. It was, it was, it was cool. They had heaters. It was, it was a cute, cute venue. Very, very cute. Definitely a date night esque place for sure. Romantic for sure. I will say I genuinely enjoyed my meal. I know you were hit and miss about it. Um, I will say cafe Fiori, do I recommend this? Yes. Yeah. Was it worth what I paid for? I don't believe so. Cause it was decently costly. Yeah. I, I, I guess we'd only have to equivalent that to California prices. Mm. I think like the menu itself, the meal concept, delicious, your food was really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you, you tasted what I made over the weekend, mm-hmm. basically the same exact meal that I had at Cafe Fiore. And mm-hmm. not only that is paying $15 for the poke bowl was incredible. Right. And we paid 60, 70, $80 each in this place. It was $42 for my capellini shrimp and scallops dish that I ate. $42 for that. Mm-hmm. When I paid $75 for you, me, my sister, and her husband to have that same dish. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, restaurant so quality, right? Restaurant, but the appetizer we had was delicious. I was looking forward to that appetizer. Those eggplant crepes, mm-hmm. I thought were delicious. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, you know, it just doesn't have the, the other stuff doesn't have the flavor. But your meal was really good. Mm-hmm. The appetizer was really good. The, the venue itself, like, I was so pleased with that restaurant. Mm-hmm. But, you know. Yeah, I know you can check them out on Instagram and I'll tag every, every place that we mentioned here. I'll tag, I'll have a, a link to their website and you check them out yourself. Um, Our server was wonderful. I, I love, I thought it was a very cute restaurant. I thought they did a really good job. It is definitely a place set up for dates. It is definitely a place set up for like weddings, uh, reception, stuff like that. So if you're looking to take like the little kids there and stuff, probably not the best place for you. Um, but uh, overall, it was a really nice atmosphere. It was a nice way to end a uh, very active and wonderful trip to Lake Tahoe just to kind of have a nice quiet night. And we sat yeah. outdoors um, and then we kind of wrapped it up from there. And so like we did fly into Reno, um, which was about 50 to 60 minutes away from South Tahoe. Obviously, it's closer to North Tahoe if you're looking at a map. But just know that um, if you're going to if you're going to Tahoe, you're going to be flying in Reno more than likely. Yeah. One thing, Ryan, before we get off that topic about like traveling around the lake and travel travel times, there are there is construction hmm. around the lake. So if you're planning to go somewhere, be mindful of specifically around North Lake that there's um, traffic stops and they're working on sections of the road where they'll block off one section and it's like one, uh, a single lane pass. So they'll have stop traffic. Um, you could be waiting up to like 20 minutes to um, continue on to the next portion of the road. Mm-hmm. No, that's a, that's a great point. And there's not, it's just kind of like one or two lanes all the way around. So, yeah, you know, so I could just get off and get right back on. So yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Check out the traffic, but Lake Tahoe, what do you think? Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. We give you two thumbs up. So just to kind of wrap this up real quick, um, Tahoe, it was great. It was beautiful. If you're active, highly recommend 
we can't really comment too much on the winter time um, as far as skiing and snowboarding. It looks like it'd be a ton of fun. It looks like it's a great place for that. Uh, be prepared to spend money. It is very expensive to stay there. It is very expensive to eat there. Probably expensive to kind of get around too if you don't have a rental car as well. So mm-hmm. that's something you want to be uh, cautious and aware of. You also want to be aware of this is a pretty big destination. So there are probably certain weekends you want to stay away from. You will certainly see spikes in rates when those weekends happen, probably in both airfare and uh, Airbnbs and hotels and even flights. So uh, one of the things you will kind of want to be aware of, but uh, no. So to many more adventures, hopefully this was helpful for anybody who's still listening. Um, (laughs) But yeah, no. So we really want to create, you know, these occasional podcasts after our adventures to, help people who are looking to go to some of these places we've been to. And, uh, you know, we really hope some of the, our advice and experiences help you decide whether you want to or, or don't want to do it. Um, I would say the highlight for me, the two multiple highlights for me was, um, the Truckee tunnels I thought was badass. Virginia city was once in a lifetime experience. I thought that was super cool. And the Rubicon trail was my favorite hike. What about you, Kristen? Rubicon Trail was gorgeous, and Mount Slack was, I thought, challenging and, and just fun. It's a good way to, you know, bond with you, I thought was a, a good, good time. Virginia City, as much as I, you know, was terrified to go, I had a great time. So you heard from Kristen. Had a great time with the Ghost Tour. Yes. We'll be, we'll be doing that again. Yes. Oh, go ahead. We'll stay at the Stanley Inn. I'm telling you, we can do that. See how you like it. The Stanley Hotel. I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, you've been there. Have you even stayed there? I've not stayed there. How how will you stay at the Stanley Hotel, but you have an issue walking around the Washington? I just want to sleep. Oh, God, you're crazy. I found a winner, people. I found a winner. <laughs> I love you, Kristen. Love you, too. All right, we're going to wrap this up. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time on the Pursuit of Happiness podcast. Well, there you have it. You just heard two thumbs up from Kristen for Lake Tahoe. And I definitely agree. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will continue to bring you more amazing episodes. So please be on the lookout, subscribe, and follow me on Instagram at the Pursuit of Happiness Podcast. You can also check out my website and also submit a request. At I am Ryan slash podcast. I'll catch you next time on the pursuit of happiness.